0: Hello and welcome back my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyzed for another true crime. Now this crime is a 2018 crime, it's from UK, Uh, the crime was committed, the murder was committed on the early hours I think about 7 30 a.m. on the 23rd of December 2018. Now the perpetrators in this case were uh, Neil Maxwell and Luke Pearson. Now um, the reason I've called this Case, I suppose, the killers of Benefit Street is because uh, Neil was, or Neil Maxwell, was like this lovable rogue that was portrayed on this TV documentary show. You know, real life show. It's like the Kardashians, but on benefits. If you see what I mean. So this is when it was sort of. This is what we sort of portraying. You know, 90% of this street that these people came from, this area. of them were unemployed. Now, not through any fault of their own, most of them, most of them because this is an area of Britain that was, um, you know, hard done by, I suppose. There was no money around and there's no jobs around and there's no infrastructure in these cities and these towns and these places where these people come from. So they found herself on a benefit. And this was a Channel 4 show that literally showed the life of people on benefits and this was filmed from about 2015 i think sort of time and uh, neil maxwell was in i think season two of that but he was portrayed as this lovable rogue as i said but you know this this man was a sadistic, horrible man really and they also sort of nicknamed him the king of kids now <laughs> when we talk about the king of kids this man when he was sentenced actually um, for the murder of Lee Cooper this poor man that was murdered by these pair uh, in 2018 he was 40 year old so the king of kids and if you look at his co-defendant you know Luke Pearson he was only 19 at the time so this Neil Maxwell you know portrayed himself as the king of kids he was a grown man he was a grown man so there's a lot to this case as we go through this case as I said it was a horrific murder of this poor gentleman you know uh, Lee Cooper it, it was uncalled for really but when we look at the history of Neil Maxwell and we look at his background and how he come up this drug smoking you know cannabis smoking I mean I think he was on crack and everything else it was said here how he was even abusive to his girlfriends and stuff like that and then from 5am that morning he had also attacked two other people leading up now to where he then um, got hold of Lee Cooper and killed him. Now I have got some cct footage within this um, case and it shows where Neil has been um, arrested because at the time when he was arrested uh, Lee Cooper was still alive so it looked like and he fault, that he would be on a charge of probably GBH. Um, This was this man's mentality, but also in this CCTV footage of of in the police station, you will see how his persona changes once he finds out that Lee Cooper is dead and now he faces a murder charge and now this man, this 40 year old man, I'm going to keep saying he's 40 because it's really relevant here, the, the lifestyle that this man was portraying, he was just a fuck, he really was. And he deserved for the life imprisonment that he got. Now, Luke Pearson was with him on that day throughout these crimes and previous crimes in that morning that they had tried to assault or they had assaulted people. And uh, in the end Lizon got twenty-four years for that. I mean Liz's defence at that time was diminished responsibility. But you've got to think, you know, when you do these sort of murders in front of many, many people in a crowded street really of this this area that is usually full of children and full of everybody else, one there was witnesses that were distraught at trying to stop this murder um, as it was going on and as we go into the details of this how Lee was murdered it's really shocking really to think that these people thought that they could do this in front of residents in this area and think that nothing was going to happen to them, so it's about the mentality of that, and actually I suppose when we look at it how we think this Neil Maxwell must have been thinking because he thought he was a star you know he had 15 minutes of fame really on this you know benefit program benefit Street program and it went to his head now on this benefit Street program he also would show on TV live TV his marijuana grows he would also talk and openly take drugs on this show he was fiery so he would sometimes be quite aggressive and shout and stuff like this on that show but still came across as this lovable rogue really but it was outside of that show what was really going on outside in these areas that this man thought he was a king of and really really portrays what he really was. So. You know he had his 15 minutes of fame and now is spending 30 years in prison for a murder, horrific murder of Lee Cooper and this is really what this case is about. So let's have a look at the background really of this man because the mentality of this man really. So he was this self-styled, wasn't he king of kids is what he used to say to people and he had a flat actually and this was in um, Stockton on Tees and it was on this estate, own artillery estate I think in Stockton-on-Tees at that time and they were lots of kids and I mean lots of kids because in this area the crime rate in this area um, is like most estates and areas throughout the UK especially around this time and even now to tell you the truth uh, lots of antisocial behaviour and stuff like this goes on on these estates. Now this estate was no different than probably any other estate But when you start to see him on this TV program, he had really lots of kids, even before that TV program, congregating outside his flat and stuff like that. It was a place where he um, encouraged kids to come and also he was selling drugs and taking drugs and God knows what else and stolen goods. And he was promoting this actually throughout the whole time so his mentality is showing that yes he's an older man but he was definitely hanging around with very young children and influencing them kids to do things really to tell you the truth criminal um, things and um, he seemed to be empowered by this you know Um, he didn't have a lot else I think he was a warehouse worker at one point and then he he wasn't you know as I said there wasn't a lot of jobs in this area but mainly he was on benefit Street because he was claiming a benefit so that's why he was on there so he had this flat at that time at the time of his arrest actually he had no fixed abode so he either didn't pay his rent or was thrown out probably because the antisocial behavior that he was causing within this flat and um so then he went on to as I said no fixed abode which means he had no address at the time of his arrest that was a permanent address meaning he was probably on the streets or sleeping you know what they call sofa surfing or just staying in people's houses at the time of his arrest so let's think about this Maxwell so by the time the show aired in May 2015 uh, 2015 he was also by this stage a cocaine addict as well so You know, listen, we're not saying that cocaine will make you go and do all these crimes, but the mentality of this man on top of the drugs this man took and everything else, he, you know, and he was terrorising actually um, this neighbourhood as well. If he did something wrong or whatever, he sort of thought he could come along and sort of dictate to you what to do. People were a bit scared of him, mainly the younger kids in this area, and because of the following he had, But when this aired in May 2015, all of a sudden, this boy didn't have just the youths that were looking up to him in the street. He now made quite an impact actually on the TV because he was this outgoing, lovable rogue. And I suppose it gives us these programs an insight, doesn't it? How to other people live? And that's what it was meant to be, like a fly on the wall sort of uh, look into these lives of these people. So he did gain lots of fans at that time and I think this is also what made this boy think he was untouchable because of his 15 minutes of fame from this program Uh, it's you know fame can do some funny things to you but I think this boy was always probably from when he was born was on a downhill run and would always have ended up in prison for one reason or another this wasn't his first in prison this murder he'd already served time before for other things uh, like assault and stuff with a deadly weapon. He was well known at that point even behind the scenes of this 2015 TV show that he was also really known to use a Stanley knife to slice people. That was his mark that he used to like to leave, so if you disrespected him or you did something he didn't like he would attack you with a Stanley knife and he would cause you some serious damage and leave long lasting effects on your life because a Stanley knife is not a thing that can be sewn up that easily without leaving lots of scarring. So this man was already known to be very, very violent. So I think at this time as well he would just either finished a two and a half year sentence for a knife wound. I think he attacked someone in this block of flats that he had lived in and I think it was a 24 centimeter long slice. That he had done I think he sliced the person three times with his Stanley knife and he got two and a half years, no it's not enough, what deterrent is that really when we're talking about you know knife crime but I suppose as knife crime has become more prevalent in the last few years and sentences are meant to be getting harsher, more harsher than the two and a half years and he wouldn't have served two and a half years would he would have served about nine months maybe for that you know you know if, if that really when you think about it, but this is the sort of character that was going on behind the scenes but this man even though he had this was still given this role on this TV show because they just really didn't know enough about him um, to really understand that he was actually quite a nasty piece of work. So again in 2016 after he, his, the programme had aired and he had done his little stint you know to make him um, come across as this lovable rogue on this uh, Channel 4 programme. He then served I think another two and a half years for a serious brutal attack then on his former lover. So he was a you know, domestic violence abuser as well, right? This man is everything. He had no respect for women. He had no respect for the community he lived in. He had no respect for children. He had no respect for anyone actually. To tell you the truth, I don't think the bloke had much respect for himself really. But, um, you know, two and a half years Again he gets, and I think there was a lot of things in this um, where he threw stuff at her and hit her and stuff like this in this um, attack on this young girl. But again we have, don't we, a man that has gone inside and served another two and a half years, probably another nine months, been released out back onto the streets thinking he's really untouchable you know we keep putting these criminals in and out don't we, a prison but we don't really do anything significant to them so this man's already attacked someone with a knife uh, a Stanley knife is a deadly weapon it's a very serious weapon and he should have got longer than that I think now the minimum for a knife crime should be seven years just for holding that knife let alone using it and causing GBH and ABH on someone and then we have him now Um, just after this shows aired in 2016 so it hadn't been out long at all from 2015 to 2016 now a brutal attack on a woman a brutal attack on his ex-lover a woman so this is the real character of this lovable rogue from this channel 4 tv documentary benefit street shocking really and this boy had as I say quite a lot of fans his defense for the crime of this brutal attack on his um, girlfriend at that time or ex-partner or ex-lover or whatever you want to call it was that he was high on spice right now we all know about spice and we all know what spice can do and everything else plus there was a mixture I think of everything else that he was taking right but it's not an excuse when you're going to have you know commit violence towards people to say that you are taking some drug or whatever it's just not a defense but of course they must have listened to him to have only given him two and a half years he was meant to also push his ex-partner down the stairs swung her around by her hair threw a television at her literally threw the television at her if it hit her that would have done some serious damage and I think in the next case when we look at his next crimes that he's done at a TV stand and that even come into that one uh, and this was in a home that they shared together so again it probably wasn't his home it was her home and that's probably why now on these next lot of murders that this man had no figs to boat because he shouldn't have been there it wasn't his property. So he says when the woman tried to climb out the window Maxwell pulled her back pushing her face down before throwing a car seat at her now, a car seat, when we talk about a car seat, you're talking about children, aren't you? Within this household, really, of this violence, with spice and God knows what else you know, is going on in this household. Anyways, throwing the car seat at her, and then he poured a can of pineapple juice over her head, and that's what the court heard. So, listen, he was brutal in this attack. It doesn't read as brutal as it is, but if you are a woman and you have experienced domestic violence, from a man that is high on spice and everything else that he's putting into his body because he's already shown you on this show how much he takes of cocaine and marijuana and anything else he can get in his body. Now he's mixing in some spice because it's cheap. Let's be honest, that's why most of them are on it um, because it's cheap. It can also really cause you to have some real issues when it comes to controlling what you do. Give him that, but even so, you know, it's not an excuse to hurt people, is it? Don't take spice, really. Don't take drugs. If you can't handle what it's doing to you, stop taking it. That's my advice to anybody that thinks that spice is a good thing to take. It is not, it's life destroying. And in the end, it will kill you, really, or kill somebody else because of the effects that it has. So yes, this car seat was thrown at her, the TV was thrown at her, you know, is dragged her around the room by her hair and um, he's been then arrested for that. But then we have to talk about Maxwell, how one of his excuses, right? Not only because he's on the drugs, but why he's taking more drugs. He says he's ramped up his drug taking because of the fame from this TV show, right? This Channel 4 documentary, because he's famous. You know, it's, it's hard to handle, isn't it? Being famous, it's ramped it up. You know, he was quite happy to go out there and, You know get the drugs and do everything else and take them but you know he needed to take more because of the fame that he had got was affecting him okay i mean you've got to think that this man from start to finish and you'll see this through the um case of the murder of lee um cooper is a bullshitter right he's going to come out with loads of different things to try and save himself and there's always an excuse and it's never neil maxwell's fault there's always something else that's at fault here, and now he's trying to blame this t v you know show for making him take more drugs, and that's what made him take more drugs and then and then um literally attack the girlfriend so let's talk about this extensive rap sheet before all this, okay, he was charged with assault and false imprisonment um he's then' also i think robbery fraud resisting arrest dealing drugs which we know he did because he was even doing that on the tv show this is how blatant this man was um shining like laser pens and stuff at police and helicopters that's now illegal and you shouldn't be doing it. it's very dangerous these pilots to have these sort of things shown in the face. We don't have much of that then, but you can see this man, is mentality. Now, this isn't a kid we're talking about. I keep coming back to his age. He would have been 35, 36, 37, 38, at around this time. This is not a child. This is not a delinquent. Well, he is a delinquent, He's um, but an adult delinquent. So it, I'm trying to build you the background of this man so you can understand his mentality. When he attacked Lee Cooper, in the way that he did. So, now let's really talk about how this crime, the murder charge, now comes about. So, it was December 23rd, just before Christmas, I think it was 2018. Now, there had been some issues, right, with Lee Cooper and some other people, and um, Lee Cooper, it was alleged that he had. Or he was one of many people that were starting trouble and and um, you know attacking sort of people living in this Stockton hotel, right? Now some of these people that were living in this hotel and these would have been probably either homeless people or you know waiting for accommodation and stuff like that in this hotel. Now Lee Cooper and others were meant to be sent in or treating these people with some disrespect. That is what was alleged by (laughs) Neil Maxwell. Now, as I say, with Neil Maxwell, Neil Maxwell was a bloody liar and you can't believe because he's just gonna say anything really to get out of this murder charge. Then you have to think this when we talk about Lee Cooper. I'm not saying Lee Cooper was um, a great bloke. I don't know him, but whatever someone does, you don't deserve to be murdered in the way that he was murdered. So, I'm going to read you some texts now, okay, which came from, and there is some, um, you know, profanities in there, I suppose, because this is the way these people spoke to each other. So, after hearing that Lee Cooper was among these men that had attacked a friend living at the Stockton Hotel, he sent a message saying that I will put a blade straight through your scatty, that scatty effin Lee, right? Meaning that we already know that Neil Maxwell used to like to use Stanley knives to attack people and he was already threatening then to attack Lee Cooper with this um, blade because of the, uh, and we have to say allegations because uh, even though I think Lee Cooper was arrested and he was released at 1am that morning for this, um, because now he's dead that case couldn't go ahead. So we didn't really know the full situation. This is why I'm saying alleged, right? Because it has to be alleged because Lee Cooper is no longer around to answer uh, any charge that may have come from that assault or anything else of others to his, what part he took in it. But Neil Maxwell took it upon himself to make sure that he singled out Lee Cooper from amongst others um, and that he was then going to, a attack him with a knife, so it was already said, now Lee Cooper was 43 at the time, as I said we have this man who is about 39, 40 now, right, so these two men, right, Neil and Lee, were actually about the same age, we're not talking about children, we are now talking about grown men, as I said, Lee Cooper is no longer here, he was arrested I think for that assault, but bowed at one am in the morning and really that was then the end of it for lee cooper because the minute lee cooper was assaulted and murdered later on in that morning he couldn't answer any questions so therefore we cannot say that lee cooper actually did attack anybody because he's not here to defend himself is he he's just not so we can't say that so as i've said you know i don't know whether Lee Cooper was an outstanding member of society but it shouldn't matter if he was or not, he didn't deserve to die in the way that he was murdered. So again about 5.30am so we have Lee Cooper now being released from the police cells at you know 1am at 5.30am in the morning. Uh, Maybe they live a, a different lifestyle to me. Maxwell's Injured friend, so Neil's injured friend, I think this one from the uh, Stockton Hotel, was in the town centre and he was chased down in that cent- town centre by um, Lee Cooper and heard someone shout, That's the man that grassed you up. Now, grassed you up means he's rung the police, hasn't he? And, and Lee Cooper's been arrested that morning, so now they're chasing him down. But within minutes, Neil Maxwell, with cocaine and cannabis in his system, really, was literally on a warpath. He had heard all this going on, the taxes were sort of coming through. He is now coked out of his head with marijuana and anything else he decided to take. We know he likes spice and anything he could get his hands on. And he decided, do you know what? Enough's enough. I'm going to sort this out because I'm the king of these streets. I'm famous you know, for my 15 minutes of fame on Benefit Street, and I'm gonna hunt down Lee Cooper, and I'm gonna show him, really. Probably slice him up, give him a good hiding, really, and probably do another two years and get out, because that was the normal for him. This is what he's thinking in his mind. It's normal, isn't it? How these people run their lives, I don't know. So we have to think, right? He's had all these text messages, they're up late at night, now there's early hours in the morning. Now he's on this rampage, but what he doesn't do is just go for Lee Cooper, because he can't find him probably, is one of the reasons why he didn't attack him that early in the morning. But this two hour rampage, he gets hold of um, Luke Pearson, or Pearson, uh, this 19 year old, you know, one of his little mates that he can control, and they attack this, um, Uh, Matthew uh, Elsley, now they slash him across the back and um, really it maimed him for life didn't it because again this man as I keep saying to this Neil um, uh, Maxwell loves to use blades, he loves to use Stanley blades and he loves to leave his mark so you know, you know don't do it again, don't upset him again or else you're going to be marked for life. Now they slashed him across the back, the back the man got away. And um, really, you know, and then I think they, who else did they attack? They attacked another bloke, I think, and um, I think his name was James Jogger. But there was no apparent reason for that so there was on this rampage right the rampage has started so it wasn't just about lee was it It couldn't have been because you've attacked someone else you've slashed them up you've also then just as you see someone walking down the street really you know and it was a school friend i think of um neil maxwell's that they attacked and that was this james um man and again um for no reason so they're in a rage aren't they they're high really they're high out their heads ready on it but again it's about the mentality of this these two now because you also have now this 19 year old following along aren't we with neil you know neil can't do anything on his own he likes to have a little posse with him and usually they are younger kids and stuff that even in, in you know influence and listen this Pearson was 19, yes he was probably on some drugs and he was known to have hallucinations and different things like that. Now, whether that was through a mental health illness that he had um, previously, or whether that was drug-induced, it's unclear. It's unclear, but as we look at his defenses, I don't think it still becomes actually more clear. I don't think there's any history of it, so it's probably drug-induced you know, psychotic episodes and stuff that this boy was having. When you're taking Spice and you're taking all these different things, this is what's going to happen. So I think it was shortly after 7am that Lee Cooper and two other men arrived um, in the street armed with hammers and a pole and a vacuum cleaner pipe. Right, so they were what we would call tooled up, right, they were tooled up. So now we think, okay, right, you know, Neil Maxwell's been putting out that he's going to slash this man's face and God knows what else. The man has now turned up into the street, um, tooled up with certain different things. Um, I think, and then after emerging from the house, Maxwell and Cooper began, you know, I suppose, um, saying, come on then, do you know, do this. They were sort of facing up to each other, but something had to give. In the end, something had to give. And what happened was, and um I think this it just erupted it was just it was just a, you know I think um Cooper had batted Maxwell this is what sort of people were saying um knocking him um into the car and then kicking him after the standoff Maxwell took a weapon and it was probably most likely the hammer that um, Cooper had brought to the um himself and chased Mr Cooper down the street he then knocked him down after that to the ground hitting him and slicing his face and body and that's when also Luke joined in so now we have two people onto one so now we have a street fight that's erupted in this street in front of these people in front of a horrific you know uh, looking at a horrific crime taking place here because it just got worse and worse and worse we've now got people fighting in the street um, they had a standing knife involved in this, you also had uh, knuckle dusters, a TV stand actually was taken off from the side of the street Now, when you look at this program and you look at this street and this estate there's also lots of furniture and stuff just being left around you know really, it, you know there's lots of stuff and what um, Maxwell did then, uh, you Neil know, Maxwell was pick up a very heavy TV stand and started to smash um, as. Lee Cooper was lying on the ground. started to smash into his head with this TV stand. It was a very heavy TV stand. Now um, he was also stripped naked, and he sustained more than 100 injuries to his um, really multiple and multiple skull fractures. Really, so you know he was hit with a hammer. He was hit with a TV stand. He was sliced up. He was stripped naked to embarrass him and everything else. And the thing is with Neil. Um, Maxwell he believed that I suppose well I'll get another couple of years for it because this is what's always happened and the mentality of this man even after doing this and people were screaming for this to stop they were screaming they were horrified at what was going on in you know a community that may be 90% unemployed not through fault of their own but through the you know, circumstances of the area they live in and stuff like this, had to then witness this sort of thing going on in front of their children, it was horrific this crime, really the injuries to this man were horrific, that were inflicted by two men, one aged 40 at the time and one aged 19, saying one of them that, um, you know, I uh, I didn't mean to do it, well you know this is where now as the defense comes in it's very difficult isn't it when you have witnesses like this and now we come on to a bit and i'll show you now as they are arrested for this crime because don't forget lee cooper after this attack didn't die until 10:30 a.m so that i think this attack started on lee or they started a fight together at around 7 a.m in the morning and by 10.30 a.m. that morning Lee Cooper was dead of really multiple injuries, multiple injuries and we had two men then being arrested really for GBH it would have come down to as Lee, uh, uh, sorry as Neil Maxwell would have assumed that would happen he'd go and spend another couple of years in prison you know get fed, watered, everything and be released out. So have a look at this CCTV footage and see first of all when Lee um, is only thought to have been injured, right? They think he's alive and at that point he was alive when they were first arrested and how um, Neil Maxwell talks to the police and tries to justify what he's done. I mean listen when you're looking at it from a defence and um, a prosecution's point of view the defence would have had an extremely hard time. Um, to put up a defense for this to tell the truth because as Maxwell was in custody and he's telling the officers well of course you know I I would have sliced him up I, I mean he needed a good hiding don't you think don't you think he needed a good hiding he deserved what he got you know he's lucky I didn't slit his throat and kill him that's the first part of the CCTV um footage from inside the police station when he was arrested for probably GBH but within a few hours while he's sitting in a cell in the police station waiting to be interviewed and everything else Lee Cooper died and then they go back in and they tell him about the um about Lee Cooper and his whole persona changes he now knows that he is up for a murder charge and so is Luke Pearson Lovely. think i was just done you as a bit of a part of in hospital. He's just assaulted someone and where a are from. Alright. So it's here here as a child. But me You're Can we do that one time time a little bit? It's just, it's just leaking <laughs> on there. Five one seven, 5179, love. <laughs> big four this year. There go, mate. mate, that sound. I was, thought, I was told that this was going to be all right, but... He got a, he got a good eye in you, and he deserved it, and I'm proud I did it. Everything that you've seen yes. recorded. It's all right. I'm proud I did it. He got a good eye in you for pinching my brother's motorbike, but what I did... When the guy hit the floor, I left him. He tried to crack me with a monkey wrench. I walked away. I did what I needed to do. I whacked him, busted his face. When he got on the ground, and got him back up. I said, "Don't ever pinch my bull's bite again." now, he's And that's what I did. Is that fair enough? Yeah. Yeah. Tempted man, he was simply chicken scratch. He's lucky I didn't cut his. Don't me He "That's my kind of You've, this morning you were on suspicion of uh, attempt murder, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we're right. You're now being further arrested, on suspicion of murder. You do not say anything. under caution. Really? You do not say anything. if you have any offence do not mention. When questioned, something which you later rely on the court. And you do say you'll given evidence. All right? Do you understand the caution, yeah? Just so, so you know, further authorise your detention on that arrest. Well, yeah. well, so, we we your, that. so we can interview you. So we can interview you about the allegation in an interview. We recorded yeah. there. So what's happened? Some guys died. Right. Okay. Thank you very right. much so now let's go on to the trial because now we know does isn't you know what what can they do these people really what can you do you've now killed a man right whether he had turned up with a a hammer and everything else of other people you have then come out of your property and done whatever you've done with you chased him down the street you have actually murdered someone on the streets in front of people with many, many witnesses, you've gone into a police station on your arrest, you bragged about it really, you know, saying that you was gonna, you know, he's lucky you didn't slit his throat and all this sort of stuff, which will come back to hit you in the ass, mate, when you are now in a courtroom where this is all going to be shown. Plus the only footage that can't be shown on here because Lee Cooper's murder was filmed on CCTV and it is way too graphic to be shown as part of uh, any crime and I think that's actually been a bit suppressed I think by the um, the call because of the graphic nature of that attack but every part of Lee Cooper's attack right up until really the last blow was caught on CCTV so there wasn't much that a defense team really could do apart from say that um, they didn't mean to kill him it was just you know manslaughter right so that was part of it with Luke's case he went diminished responsibility uh, I'll tell you now that didn't work because really as I've said if it maybe have been on the one kill um, you know the one attack which ended in the death of Lee Cooper he may have had a chance with that because he was had hallucinations and stuff but also you can't claim to have mental health unless you have a history of it really and drug-induced um, stuff like this that may only last seconds or you know as long as a drug will last is not enough as a defence. So he was also, both of them were charged with murder even though they both pleaded not guilty to murder and um, Maxwell pleaded to manslaughter and um, Luke then pleaded diminished responsibility. Now. I think when we talk about the mentality of this man, as I've said before, this Maxwell, when he was in Colt, he was, you know, he's he's cocksure of himself, right? You can see this if you've ever seen him on this TV show, but he said, he stepped into the witness box months and months later, don't forget if you look at the CCT, which you have, you will see there's no remorse on this man at all for what he did to Lee Cooper, let alone what the attacks of the other people that he actually had also admitted uh, and pled guilty to for them as well but he steps in this box and claimed that he had amnesia due to the drug use saying that I went berserk I just lost it so instant stainless loss of control so something that he didn't remember doing he just done it and when it was all over he remembered it which is not a thing you can do when you've also attacked two people shortly before you've attacked Lee Cooper. Also that you've sent in Texas to say that you're going to slice him up really slit his throat. Also when you've gone into a police station and you have been arrested for GBH charge or a you know, suspected GBH charge that you are so blatant in explaining what you've done and trying to justify what you've done and hoping these officers are going to groove you on what you've done this all comes back to bite you when you're in court so that manslaughter charge would not have worked at all it was murder because you've said you know well he's lucky isn't he that I didn't slit his throat so your amnesia wasn't there when you was talking about this and doing this stuff before but it happens to be amnesia you know or short-term amnesia when you walk into a courtroom and sit stand you know put on the stand and this is your I can't really remember It was just I just went berserk. That's all I can remember. No, that's just not the case. So um, he did apologize to his victim's family, claiming that he felt disgraced and gutted for the lad's family. Right, and then he said, "Whatever happens, I deserve to get." Basically, he's actually. Listen, he's talking to. (laughs) He's talking to this judge, and the. You know um jury and stuff now with remorse now with this and he's also saying to the judge about luke don't give him as long time as you're giving me it wasn't the lad's fault it was my fault i encouraged it and stuff but the boy was 19 at the time of when he did these crimes and this influence from early on from maxwell i think should have been took into some more consideration to tell you them what it was in this case i'm not justifying what Luke done at all? But I think when we look at them, this man, and we look at his how he did influence younger people. This man was nearly double the age of Luke when you think about it. At this time, you know, had he given him a lot of drugs and stuff? We don't know. But no jury was going to take it, and no judge—they literally dismissed everything to do with um, being lenient on Luke. Um, for his part in his crimes, and he did receive 24 years in prison for the murder of Lee Cooper. And with Neil Maxwell, he received 30 years in prison for his part of it. But it's about when you think about this Neil Maxwell, even in a cult, he's saying to the judge, thumbs up, mate. Yep, yep, I deserve it. Yep, cheers. Yep, yep. You know, um, <laughs> give me the lot. You know... I, the mentality of of this man, even being sentenced, really, was a shock at the way that he spoke and, and really thought that, you know, trying to act hard and, and stuff. You've just been sentenced to 30 years. And he tells the judge, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers? I'm going to shit myself, wouldn't you, really? But do, do I think that... Neil Maxwell deserves 30 years, yes, yes, I do. absolutely. I think he does. I think he deserves probably a lot I don't think this man should have been out early earlier in the crimes that he'd also done previously to that, but listen, whether he had done whether he'd ki- killed Lee Cooper then or not been able to because he was still kept in prison for his other crimes that he had committed, and we'd been harsher on his sentencing at some point. Neil Maxwell would have killed somebody, he just would have, he really would have, and it was unfortunate really that it was Lee Cooper that got in his way on that day, but someone would have always died I think at the hands of Neil Maxwell, because of the mentality of the man, um, there was no way, he was always going to spend the rest of his life in prison, and it was uh, it was just Neil Cooper's, I think, wrong place, wrong time really and also to provoke that crime by you know the lifestyle that these people were leading and stuff someone is always aren't they going to get injured when you turn up at someone's house with weapons or whatever else or you're sending threatening messages people um, I think like Maxwell and would would have always had to react remember he was the king of the kids the king of the street he ran that street you're going to do as you're told and stuff. He he couldn't have let that go. It was always going to end bad. Always going to end bad. So this has been the killers of Benefit Street. Now we can talk a little bit about Benefit Street because if many of you come from across the world and you wouldn't understand what this Bene- Benefit Street um, sort of fly on the wall program it was, uh, you know what it was really about. Um, you know. I think I may have watched a few episodes. I don't know if I've ever watched this episode of this this boy in it. You know, but as I say, you know, it's an and it was eye opening, really. It's actually an award winning. It I think it was one of the highest rated shows that Channel Four done in, around this time. A lot of the people in Benefit Street, um, some of what their stars um, of Benefit Street, um, had a lot of backlash from the public. Also, actually, Neil Mac. Maxwell had a lot of backlash and so did the program over um, his portrayal of his drug use and stolen goods and everything that was put on this show. It made the police look a bit stupid really when you think because it was so blatantly put out there. Um, I think Ofcom also looked into the show because of the complaints because when these people who were stars of the show um, had lots of um, things written about them that they didn't like right. Um, Ofcom looked into it because they said really well the people said that they wasn't portrayed the way they thought they was going to be portrayed I I don't know how you can be you know it says it in the name doesn't it Benefit Street it's about your life on benefits and stuff and how you live your life normally um is how you're portrayed um Ofcom rejected that there was any issues with um Channel 4 i done anything wrong with this program and portrayed them in a different way but when we're talking about society and we're talking about people that do reality shows and stuff there is going to be backlash right because before that we had the fill pot case didn't we you know 27 kids and growing and then he wanted a bigger um, council house so he ended up killing his six kids really in a fire you know not meaning to kill them but to kill them you know and this married you know as well as the girlfriend married done it or the wife married done it didn't she and so there was a lot of backlash coming from that and then all of a sudden you've got this Benefit Street coming out with people living on benefits as I said in, in an area really of Birmingham, that's where it was, um, portraying everyday life and there's either people that love that sort of show that want to look at how the other half live or you know or you have people that are absolutely shocked and horrid by the reality of how some people live they don't want to see it they don't want to be reminded of the poverty that you know was going around at that time as with benefit changes at that time you had universal credits coming in and stuff and a lot of people were losing their benefits and stuff like this so there's lots of issues that was going on within this show and that's sort of what it was about I think they brought out then immigration street was the next one that they brought out I don't know if that done very well at all but this was the sort of show that this person was on and the area as I said that they lived in at that time you know and I don't think it's much different now to tell you the truth this area with the amount of people that's um, unemployed listen we've got terrible issues with the police at the moment we've got terrible issues with our councils we've got terrible issues with our benefit system we've got terrible issues in this country we've got a government that don't know they're coming from left and right what they're doing doing about i don't know i don't know who the prime minister is at the moment because we've had so many but no one's really concentrating on the issues of people who live in these deprived areas of our country now when we have deprived areas and we have no employment you're going to have crime You are. Now, whether that's antisocial behavior, drug use, stolen goods, all this sort of stuff, that's what you're going to have. Crime rate will go up as the economy goes up, cost of living goes up, electricity's just gone up, everything's just gone up. What do you think is going to happen with a crime rate? This was in 2018. Things are a lot worse now than they was then. But when we talk about these people that go on these shows these reality shows and they try and save their life because they think yes it's a good thing they're going to be famous i might get something from it i think some did have you're always going to have backlash but these programs are never going to hire people who do not make the news who do not you know have big personalities are they they're not after just your everyday people sitting there on the dial getting by in life Quiet. they are looking for the X factor in that that's going to bring them you know views to their TV program that's what these programs are about so they do come across I think as a bit exploitive of people that are living on benefits and stuff right because most people I work know that are working full-time are probably just as hard up or worse off than some people that are on benefits so if we're going to portray programs about our society in England we should be honest and open about it and truthful about it and not just segregate one set of people and say benefit street it's quite a, a, a name that's quite derogatory to me because there's many people on benefits many and many people in this area that was on benefits that didn't have this lifestyle or do any of the lifestyles that this Neil Maxwell did these were normal people trying to survive life get a job in an area where there just wasn't any there just wasn't any times are going to get worse and I think these sort of crimes listen we're going to see these crimes every day aren't we really these are everyday crimes when you look at it what makes this crime different which stands out which why I'm doing it is because the bloke came from benefit street if he hadn't have come from benefit street this crime would not have made the news as it did it wouldn't have this made national news, but if it had just been Neil Maxwell, you know, Luke Pearson kills Lee Cooper, would that have made the national news? No. Would it have made my show? No, it really wouldn't. It made it because this man was portrayed as a lovable rogue, but underneath all that, this man was a nasty piece of work which abused women. Abused people, abused his society that he lived in. He, he really took this area down. Really, when you really think about when these you know people are trying to live normal lives and you're doing this, you haven't done this you know area any favors. Really, you really haven't. And I think Neil Maxwell's where he belongs, and actually, so is So is Luke. They deserve to be there because of what they've done and how they done it and why they done it so thank you for watching and until the next time bye bye